From the iHeartRadio studios in New York City, come fans of the greatest rock and roll band hailing from Hollywood, California. Dissecting all things Guns N' Roses and anything else distorted. This is Appetite for Distortion. And welcome to the podcast, Appetite for Distortion. My name is Brando, episode number 47. I can't believe I've done 47 episodes of talking about Guns N' Roses. Uh, I I didn't think I would do one. But then uh, my buddy Ian Scotto, of course, uh, if you've been following this podcast since day one, you know, it was uh, Brando and Scotto. He convinced me to do it, and we've been having fun ever since. Uh, Scotto is just... uh, it's so busy with uh, with SoftRep, his uh, government uh, category, special operations podcast. So he had to leave this to do that. So I've been taking it over. It's been week to week. I've been lucky with guests that I've had, uh, the response from you, and it's just been insane. And how do I keep this going? How do I keep guests going? Well, uh, I will get into the guests of past, future, but uh, I will get into my co-host will not physically get into you because that would be inappropriate and uh, in- impossible because we're speaking on Skype, so I don't know how I would physically get into you. Uh, see, Tomislav, I have to make it awkward. You know this. You should know my my personality a little bit. Uh, Tomislav, <laughs> uh, I don't want to get your na- last name incorrect. So um, It's uh, Versic. Tomislav well, uh, Versic. Versic, yeah. Uh, it's kind of when I lived in the U.S., when everybody asked me my last name, I said kind of like very sick, <laughs> but it's kind of uh, similar letters, but Versic is my last name. That sounds like very sick. That's not a... Uh... Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, that was my that's, joke. Uh, well, it's well, your last name, so if you want to make fun of it, go for it. Uh, so Exactly. So when Tomislav just said when I was in the U.S., I'm speaking to him right now. He's in Croatia. That's where he's from. And we're going to find out you know, why he's – we're talking to him as we go along because Tomislav is just like you. Everybody listening to this uh, podcast is a fan of the of the Appetite for Distortion program, which is just crazy to me. Uh, it's one thing for me to just talk into a microphone and we're talking to Ian about, yeah, Guns N' Roses, but the fact that – Literally now from around the world, and I, I ever since Tomislav has come into my life and has been messaging me on uh, on Twitter, that's one of the, the main things. I'm like, I know somebody from Croatia. That's that's crazy to me. So uh, a few episodes ago, um, I did an episode with a Sir Kevin. It was um, I guess the non like my only non celebrity interview and and <laughs> and he and Kevin knows that Sir Kevin knows that from Ireland. He volunteered. He's like, I want to be interviewed. If you want to go back, I forgot. I think it was like episode, I don't even know. I probably should have looked it up before. 30-something, 20-something, whatever. We only have 47, and you can find it. <laughs> uh, he reached out to to me and, and Ian because uh, he's writing a Guns N' Roses book, but not in the way of Mick Wall or, or Tavana right, still writing his book, but more about his life and how GNR affected it. And, you know, some of it's a tough listen that uh, he would listen to his dad beat his mom and he'd be hiding underneath his bed listening to Appetite for uh, Destruction in his cassette. So there's, there's the Guns N' Roses tie, what GNR meant to him. And that's what this podcast has been to me. It's just been more just than just geeking out about the band, uh, is the connections. So I had since announced, uh, and I've mentioned it in a few podcasts and even you know uh, on Facebook and Twitter, if you want to submit 
you know, for future interviews. If you want, if you have a great story, you don't have to be quote unquote celebrity or quote unquote a known person to have a good story. And that's what seems to be the case for most podcasts out there. You know, for people who normally, for someone who normally doesn't have a voice to give them a voice. That's what podcasts are, for better or for worse. Uh, so Tomislav reached out to me a while ago. Uh, and one being from uh, Croatia, I just piqued my interest because I just, who listens to me? I don't think my mom listens to me still. Uh, and you just were talking about how you fought in the uh, Yugoslavian war and while well, bombs are going off and you're blasting guns and roses and it just you told me more and more about your story. I'm like, I got to talk to this guy. And I mentioned it last episode. I'm like, I keep, you know, I'm riding this great night train of guests. Uh, but, you know, I, this past week, I'm like, you know what? I've been waiting a Tommy or I like saying Tomislav because uh, it just sounds more uh, Arnold schwarzenegger Who is your daddy and what does he do? Uh, <laughs> Uh, by the way, uh, Austria's uh, above you, right? Yeah. Th- uh, it goes uh, Croatia and then Slovenia and then Austria. Okay. So I'm, so a, th- I'm a third about, Austrian. Yeah. I'm a third Austrian. So there you go. I, I, yeah, I, 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 couldn't tell you, yeah, I couldn't tell you anything about it other than, uh, than Schwarzenegger. <laughs> so, but uh, that's it just makes me feel better to have some sort of connection. So, uh, yeah, and then just Thomas Love just messaging us, just like many of you do after each episode with his opinions and, and thoughts. And, you know, as I want this AFD show to grow into whatever it may grow into, uh, as Axel Rose once said, uh, in addition to how I closed the show with that saying, uh, with the Chinese democracy saying, but when he said the Kurt Loader, you know, I, I, Kurt Loader's like, this has been taking a long time, and Buckethead out, is out there, and if you remember, you know, with uh, Robin Fink, and like, who are these people in brain, of course, my new BFF brain. It's rad. Yeah, there's there's my brain. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty radical. Radical, well, that, radical. Well, that's Duff. We'll get into Duff, but here's the brain. It's rad. I, I got to get more sound clips of my guests. Maybe one from you, Thomas Love. We'll see what happens. Uh, hey, but, no problemo. No problemo. But he he says to Kurt Loder, Axel, that is, he, I'm just trying to put this monstrosity together. Axel Rose, he's back. What took you <laughs> What took you so long? I'm just trying to put this this monstrosity <laughs> together. So that's how I feel about this podcast. I'm trying to put this monstrosity together. So it's going to be an interesting conversation with Thomas Love. We did speak a little bit uh, beforehand, but I'm sure I'm going to be going on the same ride as many of you. Because uh, his story, of course, a lot of it intersects with Guns N' Roses, this being a Guns N' Roses podcast, of course. Uh, but we're going to see where this goes. Um, so in addition to finding out about Tomislav and whoever, you know, when you want to submit uh, to be interviewed, and there are people I want to talk to uh, in the future, I think the next one I do after this will be, forgive me, I forget his name, but he was the, I want to say the bassist for Mr. Brownstone the only Guns N' Roses cover band to ever be on David Letterman. It pays difference to the 1980s era Guns N' Roses before the feud between Axel and Slash. Right. Please welcome Mr. Brownstone. Which is just, of course, why would any Guns N' Roses band be, uh, cover band be on David Letterman? So he has a crazy story, but that's a fan episode for another time. This is all about Thomas Love today. So in addition to finding out about his story and talking GNR and all that fun stuff, uh, well, I guess... Yeah, it's going to be in addition to, you're going to be part of, well, how I kind of try to start these episodes each time with news. Yeah, you're going to be part of my shotgun news soundbite, so you signed up for this shit. <laughs> you hey, want to back out now? I am proud. <laughs> nice. So uh, in the shotgun news segment, first, I got to thank uh, Todd Kearns, uh, the last episode. What an awesome dude. 
I've heard nothing but I heard nothing but nice thing nice things prior to speaking to Todd Kearns, of course, from a, a slash with Miles Kennedy and the conspirators, and he was pretty open. I mean, you know, he told us about joining the meeting slash joining the band, but very confident that there will be another uh, slash with Miles Kennedy and the conspirators record. Uh, and tour, and that has nothing to do with Guns N' Roses. It has nothing to do. He, you know, he's like uh, Miles. He's on a you know solo record right now. I support that. Obviously, with Guns N' Roses, if this never happened, I'd be happy. You know, I'm happy with my life. But uh, we all believe, and Slash included, uh, that this was like a real band. This wasn't just something to hold us over until our other bands reunited. So whenever the stars aligned. Uh, that's what Todd Kearns believes that's going to happen uh, with Slash and Miles Kennedy. So if you want to hear more, uh, episode 46. Um, and also guest of a previous episode, uh, Classless Act, of course, uh, London Hudson, uh, Slash's son, the, uh, the drummer, uh, his band. Well, I want to say his band is part of his band. Uh, and I interviewed uh, him and Nico a few episodes ago, Nico the guitarist. They finally got a singer. They got a new bassist. And they, I believe I may have mentioned this last uh, episode, and I'm hoping to... Uh, get to speak to a few of them in a future interview again. Uh, first gig for Stephen Adler, Adler's Appetite, uh, Whiskey A Go Go, May 10th. Uh, of course, I try to do this in real time. Uh, this real time for me is was it? it's Monday, May 19th, President's Day here in New York City. And I know for you, President's Day means nothing, Croatia, and it's six <laughs> hours ahead for you. So, uh, so it's about 10 o'clock. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I try to just keep things in perspective. Uh, so looking out for for that that should be pretty cool to see Slash's son make his uh, professional debut Uh, and honestly you guys should follow uh, Classless Act on Instagram like they're always shooting rehearsals and and it was super funny Chris their their manager uh, Nico's father was just live taping them on London and Nico playing Minecraft the other day and it's like to me that's so funny I'm like watching Slash's kid playing Minecraft and him and I are just like, he likes all my Instagram posts. I'm like, what? So it's just a funny world that we live in. Uh, and last part of a GNR a shotgun news, I should say. Oh, my God. How do I get that wrong? News. Uh, and before we transition to some other stuff, uh, Dizzy Reed, his first uh, solo record, uh, is out for streaming Rock and Roll Ain't Easy. I've heard just a single from it, which I did like. I want to dive more into it. Sounds very user illusion, but uh, Thomas Love, you were telling me off uh, the air. You, I know he's he did an interview, but I didn't get the chance to read it and or listen to it yet, which I should. Yeah, yeah, he did it uh, down in Australia. Basically, the 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 record deal, uh, the the house uh, that uh, he was, uh, you know, making the album is basically located in Australia. So he did an interview and. Uh, they ask him, of course, you know, what's the news about uh, new, you know, new album from sure. GNR, and he just said, you know, so so kind of like cold, you know. He says, wait, I'm the last one to know. So you know, <laughs> if you know, if we're gonna make the album, I'm gonna be the last one to know. So you know, that yeah. was that was it. So he he, he played uh, basically in uh, some very. Uh, famous bar down you know in uh, sydney i think so uh I, I think it was sydney yeah and there was a really cool crowd and there was lots of fans you know and um this new album of his i i really like you know and it's a uh, kind of a like real rock you know basically you know the simple rock band and it, it's really cool album i i really like it so 
It's cool. It's interesting yeah. that it took him so long to put out a, a solo record. I would have thought, you know, especially with all the downtime Guns has had, you know, before the reunion and all that, he might have done something yeah. to this nature. But especially since he does Hookers and Blow, I mean, the band, I don't know about the actual activity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I keep making that joke, but it keeps making me laugh uh, that he would have done something. But no, it, it's cool. And again, I've just listened to the, the title track, which I enjoyed, you know, of course, heavy on the keys. Uh, it's very cool seeing a lot of fans uh, going to his shows. And if you follow any of the fan groups on Facebook, you know, right up close, you know, of course he's playing smaller yeah. gigs. So it is kind of cool when you, yes, you're not seeing Axel right in your face. And it's no disrespect, really, because uh, everyone's a person. But you're in, in Slash up close. But it's just it's still someone from Guns N' Roses, like, in your face. And it's uh, they play songs. You know, he plays songs that GNR doesn't play. So it is uh, exactly. It is pretty cool. I hope to catch them. Uh, to transition somewhat, you know, before your story, like into your story, I guess. Yeah. Uh, I know this is a Guns N' Roses podcast, obviously. I mean, I know that because it's mine. Uh, but I knew going into it, and then this was even a conversation when Ian and I started it. I mean, how could we, how long could this go if this is just talking about the music each time or pretending to know the true stories behind these members, which we weren't there for. I mean, it, it just seems like there's a lot of that out there. So I wanted to be different and while still making Guns N' Roses related. So we've had some serious, of course, conversations and anything that relates you know, to GNR. We had one episode, you know, Guns and Politics, uh, when, you know, of course, Axel brought up the Donald Trump pinata in Mexico City. Uh, they've been open. So, I mean, the things like that I want to talk about because they're so uh, prevalent to not just the world, but our Guns N' Roses world. And the last episode, and I appreciate those who reached out to me, and this was after uh, Todd Kearns got off the phone, uh, I saw the interaction uh, online on the GNR, uh, not in this lifetime fan spot, that, that Facebook group about that fan who threatened to kill himself. And I, the, the gunners came out, and they, what I could tell on Facebook, they contacted his family, and everything is okay. You know, and I talked about my experiences uh, with with suicide and death, and uh, you know, and I, I'm sorry to make it this sad at the beginning, but the where I'm trying to transition to, so you're not completely like, oh my God, where did this come from? This is not what I listened to this podcast for. But I would be remiss not to mention it because I mentioned what happened after. Uh, some psycho shot up the Vegas uh, country concert and I was seeing Guns N' Roses the following week and I'm like, eh, you know what? If I get shot at a concert, if I got killed at Guns N' Roses, so be it. It's not, you laugh, I know, it's like, how do you, how to react? I mean, this is the reality. I mean, you are, you have a different reality, uh, Thomas Love, and I want to learn about yours because my reality as a sheltered American, especially being a white Jew from Long Island in New York, this is like, you know, especially after 9-11, this is all crazy to me. You know, I don't, this is just, I, I'm not used to this world. So, you know, it, it's yeah. a thing that if something happens to you, then then you realize, you know, what's going on. So, yeah, that's what's that, that, There is reality, you know. It's, it's, and it's a sad reality. So, uh, unfortunate. I, I bring all of this up because this is the first recording uh, since the another school shooting we had here in the good old US of A. Uh, this was in uh, Broward County a few days ago. And I actually found out one of the teachers that uh, was a hero uh, I went to high school with, uh, Scott Beagle. I haven't spoken Gee. I haven't spoken to him since high school, uh, but I remember him being such like a sweet and nice kid. 
and this isn't just you know speaking positive of the deceased. I just remember I went to a really I went to a high school there. I mean, a lot of high schools kids are mean or whatever, but this kid was super nice, and he was one of the yeah. teachers who saved God knows how many children uh, and kids, yeah. And, yeah. and and we still lost. You know, I what was it seventeen or whatever. So uh, the tie in yeah. here. Uh, and I was expecting to see stuff from Guns N' Roses. And also, it's not lost on me, the the band that we like, Guns N' Roses. And that's something I guess we could talk about as this conversation continues. And it's it's just very interesting. Uh, so Slash did tweet out that uh, my heart uh, goes out to the victims and their families, friends, for this uh, senseless and horrible shooting. Uh, Duff tweeted out something a little bit more... Uh, Something I I, I I was happy that he did, and he kind of got on. Uh, he retweeted Pearl Jam, uh, tw- uh, and obviously Pearl Jam is super political. I don't GNR is not like that, uh, at least yeah. not yet. Uh, or if you don't follow uh, Dell James on Twitter, uh, Pearl Jam tweets: uh, We demand new gun legislation and additional mental he- health uh, care support. Uh, gun. He uses a bunch of ha- uh, hashtags, and he says, "But they're not mutually exclusive uh, gun laws." and Healthcare laws and Duff retweeted that and saying, "I really like what PJ stands for over the years and this." So he supported them in that, and of course, yeah, a definitely. lot of a lot of fans come out and like shut up and stick to music, and that always so it's always I don't know. It creates a debate amongst Guns N' Roses fans, and uh, I just know it it touched a lot. You know, Duff has young kids. I mean, Slash his kids are fifteen to thirteen, going to high school. So you know, I know it affects different people in different ways. I just yeah. it, it just was. I would be remiss if I didn't mention it. Um, and you are a unique guest to have on. It wasn't like I, I thought, because uh, I know you do have some perspective. A lot of these kids are going to go through PTSD and, and a different level from what you've gone through. Uh, I know you have children. Uh, again, yeah. this has affected concerts. It's just, this is a, a sad segue into your story, I guess. But again, I would be well, remiss <laughs> if I didn't mention it. And it's just, I, I like the fact, I, I don't like anything about what's any of this, but uh, I just like, in this just statement, in this statement, that you, I'm talking to you now uh, to have yeah. to, to be able to, yeah. you know, I would. You're the perfect person for right now for me to talk to about this, uh, or at least make me comfortable about it, and because it, it, this the whole thing is just uncomfortable. Uh, and again, this is a Guns N' Roses podcast, but it, it affects uh, any GNR family, and again, the, the members have spoken up about it uh, already, so. So yeah, I guess uh, Tomislav, I I don't know if you have anything you want to say until we kind of segue and in, uh, into your 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 story because well, I know you have a different perspective on a lot of things. Well, for, first of all, I want to you know to 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 say that basically the things that happened in Florida and uh, 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 the the saddest thing is, I mean, those are kids, you know, they're like. 16 17 years old and it's it's just the whole life it's just front of them you know to 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 live to enjoy it to to have fun to listen music to you know do all the things that everybody else in the world you know does it and uh you know to see something like that happens uh, more often basically what i understood like like 18 times in the last year or so uh and it's so sad you know and because once you feel the fear, you know, from, I don't know, whatever it is, you know, in, in the world, it's a gun, it's a, you know, something else, you, you start to look, you know, on the world differently. And, uh, you know, when I was growing up, you know, 
I, um, I, you know, we, we, <laughs> we didn't have anything like that, you know, but that was the eighties, you know, this is 2000 and oh, I, this I, is 21st century. You're slightly older than me. You're, you're how old? <laughs> I'm 49. Yeah, you call 49. it. You're, you're a young 49. You're like, oh, I'm an old man. I'm like, you're not. 49 is not bad. I'm 34. <laughs> so, I mean, even for me, I've never experienced anything like this. And, you know, it's, it's with the Guns N' Roses transition. And just like, obviously, this is the orbing around GNR, this conversation. When yeah. I went to go see uh, GNR the last few times, you know, and uh, I because you saw them on the, the Not in This Lifetime tour, right? Yes, yes, yes. Uh, I saw them, and that was my dream. You know, my dream come true. You know, oh, we're, and, we're gonna get there. Uh, we're gonna get there. But I do want to mention because I don't want to yeah. stay on this topic, and I want to focus more on, yeah, yeah, on you. Yeah, yeah, is when guns are at the beginning when they have their oh, their Titantron. You know, before GNR yeah. comes on, they're having all those graphics come on. So I think they did this at every concert. You would see the GNR logo with the guns and two giant pistols and just. And it was kind of a. It was kind of annoying. Every did it happen for you? It was like every thirty seconds. It's like shotgun blast. Yeah, yeah. It it was. I mean, it for me first was a really interesting. You know, it, it bugged me out. But you see, it, it's like uh, you know when I was in, in in Vienna on the stadium, and when you know that you know the when the sh- sh- show is supposed to start, you know, and uh, uh, I don't know here in Europe, uh, you know, just recently, maybe in the past five or six years, maybe something like that happened. You know, there's some kind of shooting somewhere. You know, but. Nobody was like, you know, uh, afraid or something, you know, nobody had any kind of fear in, in, in inside, you know, to understand, you know, to, to kind of, a, oh, it's a gun or something, you know, because everybody knows it's GNR and it's like, you know, we came to rock, we came to right. enjoy it to right. finally, you know, and, uh, but, you know, for me, you know, I, I've been through, you know, through war and, uh, some other people, you know, who are there, you know, in, in your mind, it goes like, all right. It can kind you of know, trigger it, you. I mean, in, in many pun, you, know, you know puns. I mean, yes, here in America, triggering and social justice warriors that that our buddy Art Devon likes to talk about. I mean, I'm not yeah. going to say you know, but that is a, a literal trigger, and that's always been there. Yes, Guns N' Roses, but for me, it was just like there was a concert shooting a week ago. This is just weird, and I didn't yeah. expect them. I didn't want them to change anything. I'm not like that where. Yeah. You know, something comes out controversial and a show has to go out and apologize for a certain scene or edit it out. Yes, I didn't want yes. them to change anything. It was just I sat there in the moment. And I'm like, hmm, this is kind of weird. Uh, anyway, yeah. <laughs> enough. I mean, again, this is all fucking super sad. Uh, it sucks that I <laughs> – Unfortunately, yeah. <laughs> yes, this is just super sad. I'd be, Again, I'd be, just be remiss if I didn't mention it. I try to make this – you know, yes, it's a Guns N' Roses podcast, but this is a podcast – uh, of us, uh, of people, and we've been connecting a lot of people around the world, and we've been sharing thoughts and feelings, and it's becoming, you know, a deeper, uh, you know, d- a deeper conversation than just Guns N' Roses, and I think uh, you guys, you will all uh, appreciate that, so uh, thanks for letting me get that out, and uh, thanks for and, um, Thomas Law for joining me in that, so... Obviously, I don't want to say thoughts and prayers, thoughts and prayers, it just fucking, it just sucks, and just be good to who... Everyone in your family just fucking love them and kiss them. That's all it is. And that's why I look exactly. at people. That's why I look at, I swear to you, Axel and Slash looking at each other, smiling and happy. And I sw- and it makes me think. I'm like, that's that makes me happy with every other, all the shit that's going on in my life. 
something as silly as Guns N' Roses getting back together or, you know, Axel Slash and Duff getting yeah. back together and bringing me that happiness is just such a wonderful escape. And I need that. You know, and it sounds like why you wanted to be on, you needed that. So, Tomislav, let's finally yes. get into uh, <laughs> let's, <laughs> let's get into uh, you a little bit. So, uh, you're a 48 uh, Croatian who has not yet been uh, divorced by his wife for loving Guns N' Roses too much, right? Well, something like that, yeah. And uh, <laughs> I hope uh, this second thing is not going to happen. You know, <laughs> this half thing. You know, I want half. You know. But I, I just want to say, you know, it's like if if you look back in 1987 when GNR started to, to, you know, they came out really, really big in 1988. And I kind of uh, like just cannot, uh, you know, believe it that that one album, for example, Appetite for Destruction, it's like I've been listening for so, 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 so many years and I never get you know, not enough, you know, it's like you always need to put that, you know, the, the one song or a second song or, or My Michelle or, you know, it's like, or Rocket Queen or whatever, you know, it's like, I just cannot understand, uh, you know, when you listen it, it's like, what is in that music that just, you know, in that song that just keeps you, you know, listening every day and you, you, you know, you're not bored, you know, you just want more. You know what I'm trying to say? No, absolutely. Like, I think everybody listening what, knows what uh, you're you know, trying to say. So, yeah. what kind of? Because um, I know the, the path, and that's the, the, your part of your. I, I'm going to find out more about your story. I'm sure that's going to fascinate yeah, me. But, yeah, yeah. Uh, the part of your story which I, you know, prefaced everything with was. You know, and you knew right away. It's like you know, I used to drop bombs on people while listening to Appetites. But I want to find yeah. out how we got, we we got there. So growing up, I, I and I told you, I am a product of the American school system. Uh, yes. So <laughs> obviously, I'm kind of being you know a little uh, you know funny with that. But I spoke to my friend yesterday. I was like, hey, I'm I'm interviewing a Guns N' Roses fan from from Croatia. I'm like, oh, that's cool. She's like. I don't think we learned much about Croatia and social studies. I'm like, yeah, I'm like as I'm talking to you the other day and just like in yeah. the pre-interview, I have uh, you know, Google Maps open and I'm just like, okay, where? Yeah, yeah. And I, you know, I obviously am I there are more educated and less educated people than I, uh, but I just don't know what it's like to grow up in Croatia and the exposure to music. Um, so what was it like? What were your you know what did your Whoa. parents? What did your parents approve of? Would you? Uh, did they influence you? Is there a certain Croatian oh, yeah. music? Is there things that are censored there? I mean, again, I am going into it completely ignorant uh, as a dumb. No, no, uh, no. It's it's uh, you know uh, in, in that time in the eighties uh, was uh, kind of a you know we were still in Yugoslavia, which was like a social communist country. And it was so hard to get the music from, you know, from outside Yugoslavia. And, you know, if you had somebody who lived in Italy or Germany or somewhere else, you know, you would go like, hey, listen, you know, bring me the LP, the cassette or bring me LP or something like that. But, you know, you're close to the end of the 80s. Um, we start to having this uh German newspaper, like a magazine, a music magazine, uh, it was called Bravo. And, but it was like most of the pop, pop rock music, you know, and um, like, a, you know, disco music of the 80s or something like that. Like Mr. Mister. But, but in the same time, like we start to, you know, getting all these, uh, you know, 
new rock bands that were coming out, you know, like Motley Crue for us was new, you know, we, we never heard of Motley Crue or like, I don't know, uh, Aerosmith was like, you know, big in the beginning of the 80s, yeah, but we still found out about Aerosmith in the end of the 80s, you know, and stuff like this. The only two or three bands that were like really, really big in that time was like, of course, ACDC and you know, like, I don't know, The Doors or stuff like this. You know, that was like, you know, number one music that was, you know, listened for, you know, for a while and everybody knew. But for us as kids, like 14, 15 or 16, you just you just didn't know. You know, you were like, and then boom, you know, you, you, I went to the army in 87, 88. And, and then and you were MTV telling me, came on. And you had yeah. no choice in that, right? Because the way I understood it being a Jew, no, uh, you, you that it was go. like Israel, yeah. that you, you have to go in. Exactly. Yeah, okay. you have to go. You know, only if you had some kind of issue with your health or something like that. Then sure. My, it was my, I think okay. Yeah. My grandfather wasn't uh, drafted because he had epilepsy. Uh, so that's, that's, I, I knew that. Uh, see, I yes. know that. Yeah. Unlike some people who dodge and go to Canada or, you know, go to Mar-a-Lago, like our, yeah. so it's President's Day, sorry, here in America, so I, I can't help but think about it. <laughs> uh, so yeah, no, you, yeah. you, you had to, <laughs> so yeah, that's, that's, I don't, I can't imagine though what's, so you, how old were you when you were drafted? I was, uh, I mean, it's like after you finish your high school, just like if, you know, you finish in June so and what, 18, in September, nine, you go to army. So it was, like, was 18, like, uh, 18, I, I was like 17, 18 years old, you know, and, uh, you know, I had to, in like a one year, I've been home twice and my army place, I mean, army city where I went, it was, it was like two hours from where I live. But in that one year, I've been home twice on vacation, like three or four days or like two weeks. And that's it. You couldn't go. And that's it. You're an army, you're an army. And that was it. You know, and you can get like, uh, you know, visits from your parents, but that was only for a couple hours. And that was it. You is know, it, did you, um, I mean, was it just because, hey, this is just what you did. You didn't think about it. Or did you like back in your mind, you didn't want to go or did you want to go? Well, you know, you know uh, or it just was what uh, it was. Well, they, they say the arm is going to change you. And believe me, it did. Uh, because it, it gives you some kind of like, uh, how to say, you know, you wake up in the morning, you, you make your bed. And, you know, when you're home, your mom makes your bed, you know, and stuff like this. It probably gives so you a structure. A man. Yeah, a structure. Exactly. Man. Yeah, no, I, the structure I, of the human. You I know, get of, that. Oh, you know, there's a lot person. of things. I mean, you can go to football camp, you go to space camp. I mean, there's a lot of things you can do that and not, you know, risk death. Yeah. Uh, but, I mean, I get it. I mean, I have friends who, who served. I mean, everyone has different experiences. Uh, but it's just, again, I haven't, I don't know anybody who went through the draft. So that's just a different... You know, that's like the thing is, at least not yet. I mean, I'm I'm past yeah, the draft yeah. and I'm handicapped, so I don't have to worry about it. But who knows <laughs> if there'll be another draft here in America uh, at some point? Uh, so, well, that when okay, so continue. So when you were drafted, yeah. yeah so during the, during the, this uh, you know end of my one year, you know, we we start to having the MTV you know, on the te television, you know, and that was new for us. You know, it was like wow, you know, now we can listen and enjoy it and uh, listen to the, the world music you know what's going on around was uh, it croatian mtv or was it like you, you no, no 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 it, it was, was MTV, uh, MTV. just english english okay. english you know or american i'm not i'm not sure but All it right. was uh, you know on it was english it, it wasn't been... like uh, in that time 
uh, it wasn't like uh, you know German or Croatian oh, okay. or it was just one MTV. That well, was it. Okay. You know? Because later on they yeah. had, you know of course they had like MTV Europe, but I didn't know if you had like maybe like a Yugoslavian. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe you had like a Yugoslavian version of Pauly Shore. I didn't know. Yeah. <laughs> Which would have been awesome. But no, no. figure with a little juice. <laughs> And uh, in the same time, on uh, Handbangers Ball, you know, oh, start sure. to come out. Uh, you know, Handbangers, the, the metal, uh, um, hard rock and the metal series where the Guns N' Roses uh, kind of uh, destroyed all this, uh, you know, in the, in the TV show, they destroy all this. Uh, I mean, it was like, a, you know, the a, a hard rock part of MTV. And uh, uh, that's where the first time I saw GNR with the Welcome to the Jungle, you know, and I was basically on the ship, like, and not only me, but like 30, 40 guys from the ship because it was like a big ship, you know, and like 120 yards uh, long, and uh, it was just like all of a sudden everybody went nuts. In like 15 days, you could not find any tape in the city to buy it from GNR. Everything was sold out in like in two weeks, you know, and it was like explosion, you know, everybody start to, you know, listen and listen. And then the sweet child of mine, the parent city came out, they, they stood out, you know, it was just like, you know, I mean, you were just, as I said earlier, you know, I mean, like you were listening to tape a whole day, basically, you know, it was the time that you had off, like during the army time, you know, like you had like half an hour break. Headphones on, taping the Walkman, and Guns N' Roses goes, you know, and it was just became so so crazy. And but in that time, we didn't have uh, you know internet. It, it, it was like you you whatever you saw on TV on MTV, like a news or something. That was it, you know. And but in the beginning, you know, GNR didn't get that many, you know, that much space on the on the MTV, right. you know, just later on. But when, yeah. uh, well, after so, MTV, would you do you go out to buy the, I mean, because again, you're a little older than me, was it cassette for you or was it vinyl? Like, yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, tapes, tapes, uh, Okay, cassette. so you said Walkman, right? That was right? it, that yeah. was it, you know, because... That was still uh, me. I was like the, the tail, I mean, I saw it, I just actually found my Ace of Bass cassette, my, uh, yeah. my, my <laughs> the single, uh, the, the cassette single for the sign, yes, whatever, it's up in my apartment for some reason I just wanted yeah. to put it up there uh, yeah. so I was at the tail end of the cassette and CDs so I just want to visualize you with your your Walkman and your no, appetite no, that, that was a cassette it was uh, a cassette right because I still have a I still have an appetite for destruction that I bought it in 1988 it's still in my box and the other the other thing that I have which is like an LP from Queen uh, okay. Live Killer okay uh, I, I, I used to be a DJ so I used to have like like Four, five hundred tapes, cassette tapes, and I had like three, four hundred uh, uh, LPs, but my friends took everything, <laughs> so I got only two things left, Bastards. and that's the, that, that's it, you know. But it's still mine, and uh, I said, you know, you know, you never know. One day, you know, <laughs> cassette's gonna come back, and now I'm listening. A couple of days ago, they they say that the cassette tapes are gonna come back, and I'm like, I cannot believe it. You know, it's. It's amazing, but you know, it's it's you know, till this day. And when I look back in that time, uh, when I when I finished the serving the army, you have to you know kind of a you know 
stand front of the old crew from the ship when you're leaving and uh, how GNR influenced me and you know I I ordered like a patches for a jeans jacket you know and I took off the sleeves <laughs> and okay. so I gave to this uh, captain's wife to kind of put that all together in my jacket you know all the patches with the cross and uh, guns the roses with the yellow circle you know so I was standing front of the, I don't know, maybe like 60, 70 people, and I had naked arms, you know, and, and I'm completely shaved you know, from my head, but I had a, you know, GNR jacket on me. That's how I left Yugoslav Army. Okay. That was like, everybody was looking at me like, well, this guy's nuts, you know. But <laughs> I picture you, you looking know, like, it, uh, like fucking uh, De Niro from Taxi Driver or something like that. That's yeah, all. <laughs> exactly, That's all. <laughs> exactly. Something like that. Something like that. But I love you. it was just, you know, it, it, it was, talking hey, I'm, I'm finished with Army and I left, you know, like the way that I want to because, you know, it was always in my life that, hey, we have one life to live. So, we got to enjoy it. We got to do it where we want to do it. You know, if you don't do it and then you regret it later, you're going to ask yourself why I didn't do that, you know. But, hey, I always say to myself, if I want to do something, I'll do it. And that's it. And uh, after that, you know, it, it's, you know, those two years from 1988 to 1990 went so fast. And during that time, I, uh, you know, found out about Skid Row, find about all the others, you know, hard rock and heavy metal music that comes from, you know, uh, from US. And uh, it was just from there, it was like, I said to myself, you know, first thing that, uh, first time when a GNR comes to Europe, I'm going to see the show. But unfortunately in 1991, when they started touring in Europe, the war started in my, in my country. And uh, it, it was like, we were affected because it was too close to my city where I live. And uh, it was like, oh, gosh, you know, I, I don't know I'm going to be able to live that dream to see them, you know. And in the same time when the war started, we lost uh, uh, the electricity or the water. And I remember when there was a Freddie Mercury show on the, in London on Wembley, uh, we... Uh, took this um how to say like uh when you when you put uh, uh the gasoline in the machine then you you get electricity like uh you know what i'm saying when, you, when put... you don't have electricity and then you hook it up in this uh kind what, of like what, uh, generator i don't know generator exactly thank okay. you thank you for helping me <laughs> <laughs> no problem and, and, i don't know english and well we either watched, <laughs> and uh, we watched that uh show for like four hours, something like that. On a generator. And, <laughs> and we record that on the tapes and on VH, VHS, you know, and there was a big deal. And when you saw the GNR playing with the, with the Queen, it was like the history is made, you know. And, sure. and through all that time, we were inside, in, we were in the war, you know, we were fighting every day. We were, you know, you, you, you didn't know you're going to live tomorrow. And, uh, my city was under siege for like three years, for three and a half years, you know, and it was 
kind of <laughs> with the story that I told you. And it's funny, but it's not only me, but there's so many other people that did it. And because we had to live through this, uh, we had to, if you want to leave my city, you have to go to this uh, industrial zone. And over that industrial zone was a hill that was under the Serbian hands. So they, they saw us like on, on your palm, you know, they had it like what well, the sniper guy has it, you know, that's how they had us. Mm-hmm. And we had to drive like like 70, 80 miles an hour through that zone to get out of the city. And, you know, if you get hit, you get hit. So every time when I was doing it, I would put it GNR tape in it. And <laughs> it was like, press play, welcome to the jungle and the Paradise City and my Michelle. And I was driving like nuts, you know, everything was so and, crazy. And, and every second of those songs, you may be dead. You may uh, be thinking, I could be dead. Yeah. At any second, are you just, are you able to yeah. lose yourself in uh, those songs? Or are you like, hey, this is the last song I'm ever going to hear because I may be killed? No, I, I, I didn't even want to think about that. You know, it was the So you the lost yourself were... then. Exactly. I mean, I was like, I was just driving and it was it, you know, because if you look at left or right, uh, yeah, and you see how like like 30, 40 yards from way from where you you know going through or you're driving through, and the grenades just exploded. And as fast as you go, hey, if it hits me, hits me. That's it. You know, you go. So it is what and it is. What I... Wow. I mean, so but even if you weren't thinking about it, the reality is you gone That could have been your last song anyway. Exactly. You know? Exactly. You know, and I, I, you know, I said. Uh, you can go through any kind of uh, training for the war, but if you're not lucky, forget it. Believe me, so many situations that I saw it, not only me, but my friends, and you just cannot believe it, how lucky uh, you have to be to survive the war. And it uh, doesn't matter where it, where it is, in my country or in uh, Afghanistan or Iraq or whatever it is, you know, and... Now, 20 something years later, I'm asking myself why I had to do that. You know, why I had to go through all these things. Why I, you know, almost had to destroy my life. And in the same time, I was like, hey, I, I, <laughs> I listen to the, the, the music that, uh, you know, make kind of a, my life easier, you know, to, to forget all the fears because it was so powerful, it was so strong that you just like, you didn't care. I was like, hey, I'm going. But in my headphones were on and it was that music that just kept me going. And till this day, when I wake up, you know, and nobody's home, my wife is work, my son is at school, there is a GNR live from Ritz. Mm-hmm. And, you know, <laughs> the best best show that I ever saw in my life, you know, and I, I, you know, I'm going to do it every time I can. And when I heard that GNR coming together again with Duff and Slash, I said to myself, well, this time are mine. And uh, I, I told you yesterday when we talked, I was like, I never, you know, I am not that kind of person that's going to kind of a, uh, how to say, uh, a cry for everything. But sure. first first 15 minutes of that show, it was just like, I couldn't stop, you know, the emotions because everything that I went, 
in my life and I gone through and now they're right there. You know, they're like 200 yards from me and, you know, to see the axle and I slashing that finally together. It was just like, hey, now I can die. <laughs> I mean, not, well, well, please don't, know. please don't, not yet, at least, you know. <laughs> you uh, know, but, you know, and I was, uh, I was, you know, I just tears were coming to my eyes and I turned around and I see this big German guy behind me like looking at me and I and I see uh, tears, you know, in his eye and I'm going like, okay, I'm not the only one sissy, you know, but. <laughs> Are you crying? Nine, it's something in yeah, my no, eye. <laughs> no, it's something in my eyes. <laughs> but, you know, it was so, uh, you know, it, it was so unreal, you know. Finally, a dream comes true. So that's what's and, amazing uh, about your your story, because uh, we're all like that. That's why, you know, everyone who listens, why I do this podcast, just music in general, it takes you back to, it takes me back to that special place. Don't worry, I'm not gonna sing, but it, that's how exactly that's kind of how it is. It takes you back to a place, and for one, uh, not just with Jumanji with Welcome to the Jungle, and that that, that yeah, song yeah. has been used in. God knows how many war dirty. movies, right? And, yeah, and, just, and, dirty picturing, Harry, yeah. <laughs> and, and, and just picturing, you know, a uh, 17, 18-year-old, 19-year-old Tomislav uh, having to go 70, 80 miles per hour through grenade fields, and you have to, you're putting on Appetite for Destruction in your cassette. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, you have to. I mean, you can't think about death. Otherwise, you you can't survive. I mean, you can. Yeah. That's uh, I'm sure one of the tools, mental tools, you have to to use. You can't think about uh, think about death, but that's literally welcome to the jungle, and that's you 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 live that. You like really yeah, live exactly. that. <laughs> and this isn't you know no disrespect to Dwayne Johnson, but it's nothing like that. This was something I, you know yeah, completely I, real. So I guess what the question is, in certain songs, again, well, you know whether it's a a girlfriend or maybe a, a previous concert, the first time you put on the yeah. record, or the first time you saw them at MTV or whatever. But when you yeah. hear Welcome to the Jungle, does it bring you back every time to... Oh, yeah. Every time. Every time. So, it, it, you know... You're able to, are you able to compartmentalize that? Because, yeah, there, oh, yeah, there, there are always that, things... Know, right, because there are always things like, uh, now for, like, I'm always going to... And whenever I listen to Paul Simon, I'm always going to uh, you know think about my dad. It's unavoidable. I'm not going to stop listening yeah. to Paul Simon. Uh, exactly. But for you, I mean, I don't expect you to stop listening to GNR, but it's just I don't get PS. Uh, you know, I don't think about yeah. you know what you may think about it's, or have things triggered. So I can't. You know, what is it like for you? Or like, are you able to compartmentalize it? I mean, I guess you are. You know, it's uh, it is the funny thing, but it's I I always tell everybody it's like it doesn't matter what kind of uh, drama you had in your life. It's really important to talk to somebody, somebody that you are really close to. Right. Uh, and and uh, for example, like when, when I came back from US in 1998, and the war ended in 1995, you know, and when I came back, all these flashes from the past start to you know come to my head, because during these four and a half years that I lived in US, I I didn't have it because uh, my my head was focused to 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 survive, to, to live, you know, to, to go through something different that I haven't been before. And when I came back to the city where I grew up and the city where I went through all, you know, during the wartime and everything will happen, you know, uh, those things started coming back to my head. And I was the luckiest person in the world 
because 10 days after I came back, I met my wife, you know, mm. and, and she was like really, really big part of, you know, uh, giving me a chance to, to recuperate, to, 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 you know, get up. And I remember, I mean, I mean, I remember what she told me, but uh, it was a night when I was completely wet. You know, yeah, you will wake up like eight o'clock, seven o'clock, and she goes to me, you know, I changed you like a baby last night. I was like, like sweating? Yeah, completely oh, sweating. Right. But I, I didn't have any, what, any recollection. I, I, I don't know if you pissed yourself that, or something. The way... <laughs> no, I, I, I wouldn't judge you. I wouldn't judge you. But... Yeah. And, you know, it was just like, it's so hard. And that's why I'm like really anti, you know, like against all these guns things like really guns you know not the guns the roses but the, the guns because <laughs> right. you know yeah it, it it just destroys and destroys the lives and somebody's making so much money off the selling the guns mm -hmm. and what's the point of it you know basically every bullet costs 25 cents so that's how much money my life or somebody else's life is worth and, uh, you know, when we look at the whole world, it's always somewhere is a war. But in the same time, it's always something new, you know, new music is coming out. And when you hear it and in that time, if you're in the war and if you listen to the music that you like, you're going to forget about war. That that five minutes or, you know, as, as long as the song you know, it's, it's going on, you no, know, absolutely. And, and that's what happened to me. You know, I, I'm like, you know, I still cannot believe it, but on my phone, uh, on my cell phone, it is a picture of the Guns N' Roses and my wife and my son jokes about it. You know, it's like, Oh, it's not our picture. It's a Guns N' Roses <laughs> picture. <laughs> you know, I was like, you probably yes, have like you know? a, a flip, like a family a photo. Like when you like the, those wallets where the, the old family photos are just kind of yeah, fold yeah, out. Yeah. It's, it's, I'm sure it's all like Axel and Adler and your, yeah, your kids photos are nowhere to be found. That's and, funny. And that's why I was the so photos. mad because I went, through all these things, you know, in my life. And when I heard that GNR is going to come back, I was praying so much that all five original are going to come back together because, you know, they went through a, a lots of, you know, bad times yeah. like Slash and, and Duff and, and Steven and Easy and yeah. Axel, all, of, all five they of all them, did. you know. They all did, right. And they lived it, and they went through it, you know. And mm -hmm. now, now they're like fifties, and and it's like you, you see how many people is listening to the, you know, GNR. And if you look at, you know, they they did it like what five six albums, you know, and they're like rock icons, you know. And it was like, oh please come on, you know, all five of them come back. And then when you see, it's like, you know, I was disappointed that they're not, you know, find the same language. And I know what happened to Steven, you know, with the back and everything, you know. But when you saw him play that first show in Philadelphia, yeah? Or uh, Detroit, where was it? I'm not sure. Uh... I want to yeah. say Detroit. I don't know. It's Detroit. Yeah, yeah. But the the see the smile. I'm sure somebody on his face. will correct me, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course that. It was it was like you know, I I, I would give everything to be on that show because I know 
what kind of life he had because the similar one I had because of the war, you know, and it's just, you know, it, it's, I was so happy, you know, to I know see that saying. he was right. I know what you're you saying. Know, and that's how I kind of look at it. Too. That's how yeah. I look at it too. I look at that. And I said it before, when I look at Axel and slash smile and you know, exactly. the slash yeah, could yeah, be yeah. slash could be dead, you know, multiple times over. Oh, uh, Duff could it, be, you know, they all could be multiple times <laughs> over. Yeah, and yeah. and I look at like, hey, you know, I was never in a war, but I have my own. I've had near death experiences. Uh, that there is hope, and look what these guys have fought through and have bettered themselves, and to be up there yeah, and be yeah. alive, and you know, so I don't know. Maybe that's what you think of now that when you listen to uh, Welcome that. You know, it may take you back to that not so special place, but knowing where you are now with you know why you know the yeah. family uh, that you're able to appreciate it. So that that's what they always say about hard times. It makes you help exactly. to appreciate the good exactly. times. Although I think we all would have appreciated uh, GNR not breaking up and just have stayed together. Although I don't know exactly. Maybe, <laughs> although maybe in 2018 they would be getting you know how Metallica fans seem to treat that band, even though they stay together yes, and whatever yes. they do, like hey, they give them I shit. Mean, every, I, I saw the Metallica and what I wanted to say that uh, a year before I saw GNR, I was saw uh, ACDC with Axel. And there is a, uh, there is a one situation that I'm never going to forget. Uh, right next to me on the stadium was... 75-year-old grandpa, and his son tricked him to <laughs> to go to Vienna, and because when the grandpa was young, he was uh, in 1978 or 79 on ACDC with Bon Scott, you know, in, in Hamburg or in Germany somewhere on the show, and so he brought him on the stadium, and he goes to him, what do you bring me here? This is not ACDC. There's no Bone Scott, you know, and stuff like this, you know, because, hey, he's 72. So, you know, he was old rock and roll dude, you know, and and then when Axel starts singing, you know, guys stand up and hugs the son and kiss him and goes, thank you very much. One more last time to hear, you know, uh, you know, the, the ACDC. And he goes, this guy is really good. Who is this guy? You know, he's like, <laughs> who is Axl Rose? You know, and then he goes, oh, this is from Guns N' Roses. He's like 72 years old. <laughs> and, he, you know, he, he hand banged for like 40 minutes without stopping. I was looking. I just couldn't believe it, you know. And to see that, that passion in Axl and to see that guy that is 72 years old, and you go like, well, this is the life. You know, you, you see how people love that rock, you know, the music that is like everybody in, in those two hours forget who they are, what they did, what kind of life they had, but they came on the show and, and enjoyed it. And when they left the show, hey, I was speechless for two days because, you know, I couldn't believe it. That it's still the best show. That. I know, neither can I, and I, I, I spoke about it. I, I, to me, I think yeah. it's the best show that I've ever seen. And I know I'm a little Amazing. biased because I was lucky enough to be like almost against the stage for Axel DC through yeah, uh, yeah, radio yeah. connections, so I know that added to it. But it was just still yeah. uh, 
Like inc- I, I never expected it. And uh, if you listen to the Scott exactly. Ian, if you listen to the Scott Ian episode, he said the same thing. Yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah, uh, yeah. From, from yeah Scott I, Ian, I, I completely understand what he's saying. I mean, because he, he he'll have he'll have an opinion on everything. It's not always nice. So for him to say that that's my favorite ACDC show ever, the one with Axel, yeah. like, that's that's fucking ridiculous. Yeah. And see, that's what I, yeah. I like. You, you know, with not just with you, and you're telling me stories about, you know, uh, just you, with your. Like the, the German guy crying and his old yeah, grandpa, yeah, yeah, or whatever, yeah. <laughs> and all these connections through music and uh, through Guns N' Roses, and now somehow ACDC has become a part of this Guns N' Roses family, I guess. Yeah, you know, but it Axel. is. Yeah, so yeah. It's, it's how it goes. It's all these know, connections. Unfortunately, yeah, it's uh, it's all these connections that uh, we're yeah. we're making through the music, and I I have no doubt that the members themselves are the same way. Like while we are escaping by, by listening and going. They're escaping by being on stage, because uh, that's exactly. what I think that Todd Kern said. He's like Slash is always in the studio or on tour, and yeah, yeah. I, I have to think that. And, and Axel seems to be the same way. Even when he you know disappeared, or he, I'm sure he was in the studio every day doing what. Hopefully, one day I, we will find out. Yeah, but I have to. Yeah, um, I hope so too. <laughs> imagine that it's some sort of escape for them, especially those who suffer from addiction. And if you're, that's a good addiction to have. If you're addic- addiction addicted, oh yeah, to, oh, to yeah. touring and to playing, and that's what it seems like Slash is. So, uh, it seems like we're all in the same boat. Whether you're a fan or you're an actual member uh, of the band, and just connecting country to country all through the same fucking music, which is just kind of yeah, which is just uh, amazing to me. Uh, have you gotten your, how, um, you only have one kid or how, how many? Yeah. 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 One is, uh, he's nine years old. Are, are, and, are you getting uh, him into, are you, are you training him properly? And I'm not talking about like army, uh, I'm talking about music. You know, uh, uh it, it's, uh, I, I'm, I'm gonna, you know, I was so happy, uh, when he was like four years old because I was, uh, uh, we were on a way to the kindergarten and uh, I had a CD in my car, and it was like uh, Chili Peppers and uh, Guns N' Roses and Metallica and all this kind of mix, you know. And he goes to me, "That, that, turn, you know, that song, put it back." And I was like, <laughs> "What, what do you mean with song? That, that song, like, uh, uh, you know where you are, you know." And I'm like, "Are you kidding me?" Because you know, uh, I, I, you know, I thought he was joking with me because I was like, "Didn't you expect that my son's gonna the same song." And, uh, you know, we were like, welcome to the jungle. And then after that song, he loved Chili Peppers, you know. And I was just like, I couldn't believe it. This is my kid. He's not the postman, you know, kid, <laughs> but it's mine. <laughs> sure. But, you know, it, it's now he's in school. And now you see the influence of the kids. Oh, they are damn kids. In, yeah. So it, it goes... Now the music goes a little like, you know, pop and rap. He likes rap music, you know. Uh, and I was like, okay, just, you know, not folk, you know, just not folk music here in Croatia. Folk music is like something that, uh, you know. Folk Croatian music. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, not the Croatian, but the folk from Mexico, Slavia, which oh. is really start to kind of, uh, you know. I know it's not near it's, you. But it's I, a different story. Right. It's a I different keep thinking story, of like, but... I, I think they're from Iceland, though, uh, of Monsters and Men. So I was like, I'm thinking of like that kind of folk or Mumford and Sons. Is that like a kind of. Well, you know, the, the, every country has like this, you know, like, like in U.S. you have a country, uh, but not the country like. Uh, 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 how to say not the you know like country like uh, I don't know Tim McGraw not oh, that kind oh, of country the, but, the, today's you know, U.S. country is a, is a joke it's pop country it's not like Johnny Cash or yeah uh, yeah 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 that's uh, what I'm saying something yeah. like that 
and uh, here in uh, especially in that kind of music comes from Serbia so Serbia was our enemy in the war so for me who uh, you know it, it, during the war time they were like putting those kind of music and they put the big speakers out and they were like in two o'clock in the morning start to blasting that kind of music and we did the same but with uh, you know with a GNR or Metallica <laughs> so it was like a shooting over two miles really you know like distance with the music thing so you you're know? trying to blast them out oh exactly or, or with, you know, with fucking yeah. just blasting Guns N' Roses like in, exactly yeah so, and but during now, real fucking wartime this is this is insanity to me like this is insanity yeah, yeah. And, I, and I'm sure Axel and Slash never anticipated <laughs> their music being heard <laughs> in, the, in, the, in the manner that you've listened to them you know almost you know getting killed surrounded by grenades and uh, yeah. you know blasting trying to get uh, the Serbs out of their house or however you want yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. to do it well it, it, it was a, uh, but it was fun at the same time, you know, because you you, you oh. just realize that you know tomorrow I might might not be here, you know. So hey, <laughs> yeah. what the hell? Yeah. Let's do it, you I, know. I guess and whatever you need to do to uh to get through it, you know. Uh, exactly, exactly. I, I can't you know, imagine. because if you don't do it, then you're gone, because then you're not you know, you don't have a control over yourself. No. Then the fear comes inside of you and that's the re that's the time when is the the worst because then you can make a mistake and if you do a mistake you're gone and you know you have to understand that you have to deal with it for uh, you know for a long time you know and finally i was lucky to 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 uh, you know to to leave uh, uh in 93 and, and come to live in us and, and you, and you, you left, uh, i mean you don't have to go into specifics but you were injured right that's what happened yeah 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 yes 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 and that was my kind of a ticket to to so i can leave the country because i you know if you were able to to fight it was just like oh no way that you can that you're gonna go out of the country and uh, it's for me it was like here no electricity no water that was 91 92 and 93 it's like you know it's it was like 20 years ago you know and then all of a sudden i i came to new york <laughs> it was like somebody hit me with uh i don't know like two by two or two by four two how by do you four, call it sure, that sure. four by four <laughs> in my head you know <laughs> you know or rock throw at my head because it was like Wow, well, you, you know, you it was like York, a shock. I, you came to New York because I know you were, you said you lived in Kansas yeah. City to me. Yeah, before. yeah, yeah. But I came to New York. I flew to New York, and then from New York, I went to Miami. I was working in the oh, cruise ship. These for must a have year. been culture shocks to you. Yeah, that's what yeah, I'm saying. That's you know, right. I, I, I can't even. Right, like for yeah, me, it's nothing. It was, but then your life is a culture shock to me. So that's why you know, and our common yeah. bond is GNR. So that's why this whole thing is yeah. just fucking fascinating. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it is amazing how you know, when for example, when when I came to US, you know, it was just like for me, uh, I saw US through the uh, uh, Miami Vice uh, TV show, you know, with Don Johnson and. Uh, and I was in Miami, man, you know, hey, wow, look at the beach, you know, look at all this, you know, to me it was like, I'm in heaven, you know, I'm alive, you know, I, I survived the war and now I'm here. And, you know, it was my dream to, to, to see them in 93, 94, 95, 96, you know, those times that I was in US. But it wasn't my luck, you know, I couldn't see the GNR because they were in Europe and, when they finish the tour, you use, use your illusion, you know, it was just like, that's it. 
so the, the reunion yeah, was, was so the reunion was the first time you actually got to see them or like, I think exactly yeah after I had all this time two more two more times they were in Zagreb which is the capital of Croatia and split but I had to work I couldn't go uh, and I was I was so mad I mean there was uh, with DJ Ashba and uh, and Bumblefoot and you know it, it was like it was I want to see GNR you know but finally, like last year, it was just like, you know, uh, your dream is, that, you know. I don't blame you for I was, being misty-eyed or crying. So, I mean, because for last year, yeah. your first time, you know, uh, you know, because I've, I've talked about it on the podcast, so I'm not going to bore people, you know, reminding them yeah. about my story. But, you know, having to see Axel for the first time in 02 with, with uh, Bucket, that's when he came out with the, you know, the jersey and all yeah, and the yeah, braids yeah. and stuff. But still, it wasn't, it wasn't, I didn't feel the way I felt when I finally saw Axel slash Duff and just Duff, the yes. the child like I felt like I, I I looked like SpongeBob with the wide eyed and tears <laughs> and just like a tongue hanging out watching uh, watching It's So Easy when they kicked it off I'm like this is just oh my god and unlike Ian you know I'm the asshole who yeah. always takes uh, pictures and and videos and I don't I don't do the do the entire concert but I wanted to catch those first yeah. few moments but I just you know losing myself. Like you did to yeah, a degree, yeah, yeah, yeah. is just uh, amazing. But did you uh, correct me if I'm wrong? You saw Slash's Snake Pit, or you did not? Yes, 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 I did. I, uh, during the time I lived in the Kansas City, which version? Uh, which version did you see? In the KC, in the KC, there was like 1995, or I think 96, 95. I think so. It was so is that the Eric? Is that the Eric Dover version then? The first the, record? Uh, yeah, I think it is. Yes, yes, okay. 1995. I remember 1995. Yes. Because in '94 I was no '95, and uh, my my uh, roommate uh, boyfriend was uh, you know uh, he was responsible for the lights in that bar where they were playing, and I bought a ticket. But you know I had to work during the day, and when I finished working the lunchtime, I got home and he goes to me like, "Hey Tom, will you gonna help me unload something from the truck?" You know, and I'm like, "Hey, no problem," you know. So I. I get over there and he goes to me, okay, take these, those lights and, you know, put it in the bar, you know. So I'm walking in and so that bar was like, you walk in in like two o'clock afternoon and inside was a dark, you know, you couldn't see anything like all the bars in US, you know. And uh, I walked in and there was like this guy, like, you know, sitting at the bar with a bottle of uh, Stolichnaya vodka and a uh, half glass full of it and big black hair. And I'm like looking at him and he was like, he turns around and goes like, Slash, man, it's Slash. <laughs> you know, <laughs> in the same time, you, 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 I'm, I'm like six foot two, you know, and all of a sudden you're like two feet tall. <laughs> you know, it's <laughs> like, you're so like a kid. And, uh, I mean, he was drunk. Uh, I'm 100% because he was like basically talking. And at the same time, he was tired from the trip. I think they just arrived like half an hour ago before. Uh, and, you know, he was he was really cool. He talked to me like 10 minutes and I just like, I walk outside and I saw a long him, conversation. You know, Kyle, that was the name of the guy. Hey, I still remember, you know, that was 1995. This is 2018. <laughs> and I still yeah, remember the name of the guy. I was like, I was 13. So, wait, uh, I, I just want to make it was, You're welcome. And on the show, he came out with this huge python. Like, <laughs> just show when the show starts. 
and it was just like man thank you you know <laughs> god thank you very much <laughs> i see slash at least you know but and to be up it was that close and to talk oh, to him. Oh, yeah. I mean, it was like, uh, I mean, uh, we, uh, you know, like, you know, we talked for like 10 minutes, but the whole show was like, maybe inside was like maybe 300 people. That mm. was it, you know? And you were just like five, five yards away from the, from the stage. And it was so cool. And it was like pure rock, you know, pure rock music that, that he plays. And you could see that passion is in, like, because when he plays, you know, it, it's, I don't know. You just go somewhere different, you know? And it was just like dream come true. I mean, the first part, you know? <laughs> sure. But no, that's, was, that's something. It was so again, cool. Again, just going back to that, you know, that's the, the, the image that stuck with me when you first contacted me you know, months yeah. ago, uh, just listening to Welcome to the Jungle and Appetite. And just years later, you know, just having that with you and just yeah. and then, then having some sort of. I don't want to say physical connection. You and Slash didn't hook up, but I mean, just going there and just meeting him and knowing where you had yeah. been from, you know, where you came from with his music. Yes, yes. Uh, it's just, it's just a reality I, I like hearing about. I just don't know if I'm, I'm glad you survived it, uh, but not many of us have. We all kind of have our, our tale with how, what, what Guns N' Roses played in our life, you know, uh, and yeah, it's, it's yeah, different yeah. for everybody, but it helps. Yeah. It seems to help everybody. It's just, it's it's quite it's quite amazing uh, what this, you know, this, this you band know, has I done. I always say, some music in the past, anybody's life, like when you have like couple songs, you know, the love songs or something. I have a GNR, you know, and till this day, my wife goes to me, "How can you listen that every freaking time? You know, every day." It's like, but I go to her like, "Listen, hey." It is mine, you know. It, it's something that uh, I'm thankful uh, that in the same time when I was going through this rough parts no, of this, my life, uh, yeah, but you, you could, know, no, sure, but you could say to her, "Hey, I love you every day. I don't get sick of you, <laughs> right? You know, not, not to say, it. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's like, hey, if you love something, you want to spend as much time with it as possible, whether you know it's your wife or Guns and Roses, you know, they're kind yeah, of yeah, yeah. same priority, right? <laughs> no, no, I uh, believe me, you know, it is. Uh, you you gotta have some luck in your life, you know. It's Absolutely, not everything sure. about the money or, or or you know things where you've been, what you do. But if you don't have somebody next to you who doesn't understand you, believe me, you you can have everything. You can go every week somewhere else. You can drive. I don't know what kind of car, but that second soulmate has to be on the same level with you, you know. Uh, if you help her and she helps you, that is a yin and yang, which is in the Chinese, you know, past uh, had like really big influence on our lives. And it's the same in our lives. doesn't matter where you live in the world, but your soulmate has to understand you. And, you know, if you are kind of a, how to say, you know, she's a, uh, she get it, you know, she understands because well, none of us has the same life, you know, we don't have the same life, you know, it's different, but the music, I always say, imagine the world will be just music and love. It'll be great, you know. We don't have, also, we've been trying since uh, since fucking Lennon. Yeah. And, uh, exactly. <laughs> yeah. We've and been, you know what? We're trying. Today, uh, today I was watching on, a, I think it was a, a, 
uh, Great Britain talent show or something like that. Okay. And there was the guy from Iraq who came on the stage to sing a song and he doesn't have uh, a half of the hands and legs because he was found in the, uh, some kind of box, he and his brother. And uh, I don't know what happened, but they were like, they're, they're handicapped. Okay. And he came out and sang John Lennon, Imagine. And the whole, uh, I mean, the, the, every every person who was in audience, even the judges in that show, were crying like babies, <laughs> because to see it, the guy from Iraq, who, when he, when the, some of the judges ask him, "How old are you?" and he goes, "I don't know," mm. and she goes, "What do you mean?" and he goes, "I don't know when I was born because I was picked up." They found me in the, in the boxes, you know, in the box, and they were like, you couldn't imagine. I mean, and then you see now that guy, after I don't know, 20 years, comes on stage and sings the most popular show uh, song in the world, and everybody cries. That is the power of the music, you know. That is a power of that goes to your heart, you know, not to your brain but to your heart, and it touches you so much. And that's how, you know, the music, you know, used to have influence on the people, you know, but yeah, it now does it's for, I mean, you know? it, it clearly does for we Guns N' Roses fans, and that's what's been amazing yeah. about doing this podcast, uh, just connecting exactly. and, and yeah. sharing stories more than just like, hey, what's your favorite song? Who's your favorite member? Exactly. Just getting into deeper conversations, and that's what this podcast has all, uh, been all about, and getting different perspectives from just a Guns N' Roses fan. And, and that's what I've done in, you know, in, in all my interviews, not just, you know, this being my second podcast. Uh, fan spotlight or I'm just trying to think of uh, we had to come up with a good name as we continue doing these fan like a listener profile like a listener profile Guns N' Roses fan <laughs> I mean uh, we should come up with and I'm, I'm open to suggestions and I'll make another one of my stupid little you know soundbite uh, intros for that uh, for more listener interviews but just to to talk to you to find out your story, uh, where it intersects with Guns N' Roses, because I've shared mine, you know, what Scotto shared his, and I do that with every single interview, you know, whether it's Todd Kearns to find out, you know, how he went from just a kid in Saskatchewan, uh, to yes, uh, yes. of course with, with uh, Roxana Shirazi, you know, escaping persecution from uh, from Iran. That was. Hey, that that sh that show was like I just uh, I was like. I was hooked. I couldn't stop listening. I was like, unbelievable. I appreciate uh, to, that. To, I was speechless. That was it. That's that's all I have to say. So, <laughs> well, I mean, just like how this with this ep uh, with this episode, and I want feedback from everybody. I, I ask that for every episode because this is our uh, podcast. Even though I'm at the helm, I guess. Uh, yeah. I, with that episode, it was. I knew it was going to be controversial going in, and you know, I got some people who weren't a fan and but still of a fan weren't a fan of that episode but still like me and like he just made sure hey i still love the show it wasn't but there were other ones who just said what you know other fans had said what you just said that they like what you yeah. had to say so it's just again going from uh, going trying to find that guns and roses uh angle and going from it just all around the world and just seeing what perspective yeah. it is so whether it's a woman fleeing iran whether it's a guy you know from croatia whether 
yeah. you know, yeah. lucky enough to talk to Dave Kushner or, you know, uh, Slash's offspring, uh, just a, a different perspective that orbs around uh, this Guns N' Roses thing that we're all uh, somewhat familiar with, which is just uh, pretty, pretty cool. So uh, I hope, uh, Tomislav, you enjoyed, I don't, I'm assuming this is the first time you've ever been interviewed. I, I don't know. Uh, yeah, yes, yes, okay, first I time, but I, I hope you enjoyed it. I don't know if, uh, you know, everybody has a story in life. Uh, and believe me, I tried to start writing a book at least a couple of times, but keep doing of it. Of course, I keep, no, keep doing yeah, it. Yeah, I, I will try. It's I the will same try. thing with me. No, no, it, it's hard because you, I know, because that's what we were talking about off the air. And I know it's hard to tell your yeah. story for the first time when you've lived through so much of it. And, you know, I know everything isn't a, a centered around Guns N' Roses, but that was kind of the North yes. Star that we're, fo- oh, we're following. So I appreciate the the story that you, you, you did give us, and I do want to hear yes. more and, and keep writing, you know, whether it's, you know, for public consumption at some point or just for yourself. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah I know, I know. And it's the same thing for me in my, in my and I've talked about it in my story. I think I touched on it briefly just with in uh, the Roxanne episode. Uh, yeah. But we all have a story, and that's, the again, the point of these fan exactly. spotlights that I would like to continue with. And if you want to just... Um, you know, be a spotlight for a future AFD episode. And if you're like, hey, I have a great story and it involves Guns N' Roses, we should talk, just hit me up on Facebook and Twitter and that's, you know, we'll figure something out. Uh, just like Tomislav and I did. Uh, so I, I I appreciate just the time. This is just another cool opportunity for, for me. Of course I enjoyed it. I'm talking to somebody from Croatia. Then I, it's, <laughs> I never would have imagined, you know, yes, I never would have imagined yeah. talking to London Hudson or... Scotty and yeah. I mean yes I've been in radio but this is just a unique uh, uh, thing this podcast has provided me with more than what AF, uh, FM has ever done which is just it's saying something about the state of FM uh, but just yes, to talk yes. to talk to you talk, uh, talk to Kevin from uh, Ireland who was our first uh, fan profile but we all have stories yeah. that's the point exactly. like, I have a story you guys have stories uh, Ty Kearns has a story uh, Tyler Bryant has a story. You know, some are more higher profile, of course, but we all have stories. Are, stories are stories sto- are being has to be told. You know, and they're interesting. That's that's what it's life all about. You know, and we got this band that is just uh, keeps us, uh, you know, going. If I can say, you know, and I cannot wait to hear another, you know, GNR album and. I hope it's going to happen, you know. I so, hope so too, man. This is what, you know, you know GNR kept you going. And I can say with GNR and then this podcast is keeping me going. There were, you know, uh, Scotto was a little bit more upfront about, I guess he, he had his quote mental breakdown, whatever, while we were still doing the show. That, yeah, yeah. But for me, it's my mental breakdown has been lasting my, almost <laughs> my entire life. But this, uh, <laughs> this podcast has honestly helped me a lot. And and talking to you know you Tomislav and talking to others yeah, and fans yeah. that reach out that that helped me because of, and this connection would not have been made without Guns N' Roses. No, no, no. So no, that's kind of, of the, the point of all of this. So uh, I want to continue to make connections and see where it leads us. Maybe we will. Uh, maybe Tomislav, you and I will find world peace. We'll we'll create it. We'll find peace in the Middle East, uh, and, and it'll all be through Guns N' Roses, right? We'll get Israel and, and Palestine. Yes. We'll, 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 maybe the next Guns N' Roses will play will, uh, album. We'll play it for them, and they're like, oh, they reunite over Chinese democracy <laughs> too, or something like that. We'll I hope out. so. I hope so. <laughs> Sign me up. I'm right there. <laughs> so I mean, this was just a again amazing, uh, cool experience. I know you were really excited to do it, and. Uh, 
you know, thanks for being patient. I know we had spoken about this for uh, for a while, and uh, oddly enough, I keep getting you know cool guests to talk to. You, of course, one, but sometimes if they're out on tour, uh, I have to work around their schedule. So with that, Tomislav, I'll kind of give you the first, um, I guess, the first look into like who we're going to be talking to, and I have mentioned some online already. But I'm hoping the next episode is going to be uh, Steve Gorman from the Black Crows, uh, former drummer from the Black Crows, who now uh, works for Fox Sports Radio. He's a Fox, he's a sports radio host, which is just uh, crazy to me. It's weird. I met him like a couple years ago too, when he, because there's a lot of guys from Fox Sports, which is out in California, when they need to do business yeah. here in New York and they still have to do their show, they stop by our iHeart Studios and I tend to be the guy that kind of just babysit them or whatever and hook them up in the studio. <laughs> and when Steve Gorman came in, at first I'm like, wait, Steve Gorman from the Black Crows? Like, I didn't make, it didn't make sense because like, he, this is a radio guy. It's, but, of course, yeah. yeah, he moved on. And just, you know, he's doing his sports thing just like any other sports show but every, during every commercial break he'd come into like my production booth and just put his feet up just talking to me asking me about my life and telling me about the Black Crows and and I'm like, I should have reached yeah, out I to him love, before. So I love the friends. Yeah, so it's gonna be very cool. I, I, I think he has like he has stories of. Uh, I think the Black Crows were like the trailer between GNR and Nirvana during the VMAs, and I yes, want to get his yes. perspective, of course, of having a, um, you know, yes, Axel is uh, is a good boy now, but just having a, a, a unique lead singer, I should say, to get his perspective on that because he did. Say something really cool that I wish the Black Crows did, and it would be amazing if GNR ever did this, that he wanted to take his radio show on tour with a potential Black Crows reunion. So it's like they have like a radio show like on tour with the band. And I know Alice Cooper kind of does that with his radio show, but not like every day or every tour, like a lot, not have it live. So it's it's something, you know, I want to talk to him more about and get his opinion on uh on GNR. So that's maybe that might be a next episode. We'll see. Uh, hoping to hear back, of course, from uh, Roberta Freeman. She had uh, some surgery. Uh, so, you know, she appreciated my patience with it, but she definitely, she's excited to come on. And I've been getting a lot of amazing feedback from, from you, the, the appetite for distortion listeners and with questions and please send in questions whenever I announce a new uh, guest. So again, Thomas Love, this has been cool. As we, uh, as we wrap up episode 47, do you have any parting words uh, other than, I will say to you forever, your wife has on tape that you called her your soulmate. So, <laughs> I mean, you win. I mean, come on, she can't yeah, say hey, anything more about Guns N' Roses. You, know, like, you are on a Guns N' Roses you, podcast, and you still mentioned that she's your soulmate on it. You know, she's waiting for me for uh, now an hour and a half, so I have to say it. You know, no, I'm just joking. <laughs> uh, hey, you know. Sometimes you have to admit in your life if you have something good. And, uh, you know, I'm lucky. So, you know, as much as I was going through in the past, uh, now it's, uh, you know, you go up and you go down. You know, there is uh, two things that even Axel said, I think so, yeah? And you have a love and fear. And there is the only two things that people feel. When you fell in love, you don't care about anything because you're in love. And you're going to do such different things, you know, so many different things, and you don't care because its heart goes 200 miles an hour. It's the same thing with fear. If you're afraid of something, your heart goes 200 miles an hour. 
and that's what I'm saying, you know, that is the love and the music and everything. And I'm thankful. So, and I want to thank to you for uh, giving me a chance to tell just a little piece of my life. And I hope, you know, you never know in the next couple of years, we're going to go on the show and see the new Guns N' Roses again. So, Hey, I mean, you, you new never, album. That's what I mean. <laughs> you never know. You never know. Uh, look, I, I have my hopes up for for new GNR. It just seems all too good, and even with ACDC. But uh, that quote, yes. we can end it here. You know that Axel said, uh, and it's in my fucking Facebook. So I, I try to live by this too. And fortunately, yeah. I'm picking the right one. Uh, we are made up of two contrasting ideals: love and fear. Pick one and live. I've lived a lot of my exactly. life in fear. The last few years, I'm trying to live by love, and I've noticed. You know, it, my life has gotten better, and GNR has reunited at the same time. Coincidence? I think not. Uh, so it's it's very it's just very cool that we can all uh, connect because of uh, Guns N' Roses. Amazing. So that's it for episode uh, 47 for Appetite for Distortion. I, again, Thomas Lav, you are the man. I, I have no other friends named Thomas Lav, so. Uh, you're you you're gonna remember it. <laughs> I, I'm never gonna forget you, of course, especially from I have no other friends from Croatia either. Uh, so in the meantime, if you like what we do here at the AFD Show, please follow us on Facebook and Twitter, both at the AFD Show. Also, please follow and subscribe uh, to the podcast itself, uh, SoundCloud, iTunes, Spreaker, iHeartRadio. The the more people know about us the bigger guests that we're going to get. Bigger than Thomas Lav from Croatia. <laughs> but no, and I, I, I obviously am being facetious, but I mean, I'm, I've been very lucky with some of the big name guests that we, we, uh, we've had on the show. Uh, only more potential. You can help me out with that uh, to interview some of your and my favorite rock stars. Uh, if you just spread the word of the AFD show, uh, share the links on your Facebook and Twitter, retweet us, leave a review on wherever we are. Um, and I just, I just thank you for it. That's all it is. So, when will you see the next episode of the AFD show? In the words of Axel Rose concerning Chinese democracy, I don't know if soon is the word, but you'll see it. You've been listening to the distorted minds of Appetite for Distortion. Follow the guys on Twitter at the AFD Show and on Facebook at facebook.com/slash the AFD Show. security, I'm going home.